Blog Talk Radio. Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Friday, I'm sorry, Monday afternoon. Where am I at here? It's a Monday. Yes, today is Monday. It's wonderful Monday afternoon. (laughs) Oh, man. I tell you, sometimes my mind just gets to going. That time it was in reverse. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, welcome to the show, man. How y'all doing out there? Hope everybody's having a wonderful afternoon. And, of course, I'm Mr. Talk, your host, and you're listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Today, we got a great show for you, The War from Within. And trust me, the title is a little deep, maybe a little bit too deep for some of y'all, but it's okay. We'll try and work it out for you anyway. But, yes, this is a great, great, great topic, and... uh, I can't wait to get started, man, because we have a whole lot to talk about, a whole lot to talk about. You know, tomorrow is midterm elections. Yes, the midterm elections. That should be interesting in itself. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Of course, we have a song of the day for you. We have a Black History Moment for you. Uh, we have all kind of special things for you today. Y'all, y'all know my mind's running slow right now. It ain't caught up. <laughs> it hasn't caught up yet, but it will. But anyway, until it does, until it does, we're going to be 
doing our thing here. Yes, we are. Uh, of course, we got our co-host Ryan Shotgun with us, Pete Ross, in the house. Anytime she's with us is always a good show. Y'all just don't know. <laughs> Y'all just don't know. But, you know, we have so much, so much, so much going on. And I don't think three hours is going to be enough to cover it all, but we're going to try and get it all in because we are just that good. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to say anyway. It works for me. It works for me. I don't know about you, but it works for me. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about this caravan for a minute, i.e. the evasion, invasion. You know, it's interesting that um, it's been called everything but what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Been calling an invasion of national security threat and all kind of craziness, you know. But it is more than the, the caravan is more than that. It's people seeking help, you know. They seeking help. But of course, you know, some of us we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to see that. And when I say some of us, I'm talking about American citizens because we they've bought me bought into the hype and an unnecessary rhetoric that has been spread so far, so long. And it's not like they've, they've created something new, a new thought process. It's always been there. It has always been there. The only problem is it's just finally being able to be released in a way that everyone can see. And that's all we have going on right now in this country. A lot of stuff is happening. A lot of things are happening. And it's not just happening. It's not brand new. It's not It's not brand new. You know, it has been under, it has been seething, it has been uh, undercover for the longest. So now you have someone in charge that, that uh, amplifies and, uh, encourages, and, and so with all that being said, it's out in the open now. Yes, it's out in the open. I.e., the many calls on on African Americans for doing everyday stuff like barbecuing, cutting grass, trying to get to their own apartment. <laughs> I still can't believe that one, man. You can call to try to get into your own apartment. Isn't that about? crazy as heck, but that's what we have in this country. Now, it, it, you know what? I, I think I'm going a little bit too far here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, have to, I have to slow it down for a minute because I think I, I keep, I'm getting ahead of myself. And I don't want to do that right now. I really don't. But before we go any further, let me go ahead and bring my co-host in because y'all know what? Hey, she's the logical one of the of two of us. She really is. Not only logical, she's the smarter of us. Yeah, she actually went to college, y'all. Y'all know me, I went to ninth grade. I, I couldn't make it past that. Cause I, I just didn't have the fortitude for it. <laughs> or the mental capabilities to, to survive anything further than ninth grade. I'm just going to tell you like that. But anyway, without further ado, let me go ahead and bring my the one the only my co-host is P. Ross. P. Ross, what's going on? How you doing out there? I'm doing great. 
It's good to be back. I've been out in the field. It's good to be back on the show. Of course it is. I mean, of course it is. It's good to have you back. I mean, why wouldn't you feel good about coming back to the show? Really? Really? We're going to be like that today? Yes, we're going to be like that today. Ah, ah, hog a boogie, hog a boogie. Not gonna let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I've been out in the you field know. working with the um the disaster relief here in uh, Florida, and it's 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 a massive recovery um. It's a massive recovery effort. So those of you who know where to pray, continue to pray for the, the, the people who are still without homes, still without power. Um, yeah, it was pretty devastating. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about that since you done brought it up. Go on and tell us a little bit about it. What's what's going on down in that on that side of the world in the state of Florida?
also before the storm, um, one of the counties here, Gadsden County, um, had actually had the sheriff's office um, driving around to residents' homes, admonishing them to get out. Um, last year when Hurricane Irma came through, a lot of the problem with the people was that they didn't have transportation to get out. But the Gaston County Sheriff's Office actually provided transportation and actually went from door to door knocking and admonishing people to get out and actually had a bus ready to take them to the local shelters if they desired to go. Hmm. So some of the precautions that were taken uh, prior to the storm, um, no doubt, did a lot to uh, save lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't have a repeat of Hurricane, um, 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 the one down in New Orleans. Katrina. Katrina. Katrina, yeah. Yeah, amazingly, yeah. amazingly flooding was not um, as bad as, as as they had you know, predicted it to be. It it didn't get to to you know that really wasn't a uh, a major factor in this hurricane. Um, it was ma- mainly um, the wind. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds like something was it was actually going on down there for a change on the for a good part. On the good, 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 good foot, and on the good foot. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, thank you, I, ma'am. So, and as I said, I think ahead. it was because I think it was because of the preparation um, that that all of the entities, emergency disaster relief entities, put in place beforehand to reach the people mm. um, and and to get things set up. I, I really think that 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 prevented um um a lot of uh, you know a lot of lives being lost you know i think it saved a lot of, a lot of lives you know in retrospect in retrospect because of that preparation oh okay all right so there's nobody down there living in a, a fema the fema trailers anything like that there are there are right now because as I said, um, in, um, Jackson County, Bay County, a lot of a lot of people were not able to return to their homes because there were no homes for them to go back to. You know, so mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are. A lot of them are also. A few people are also in hotels. Um, as um, as of this week, I think most of the shelters have been shut down for those who didn't have a place to return to their um, Red Cross, um, the different entities, or have placed them in hotels until permanent housing can be acquired for them. Even the okay. businesses, thing, one thing a lot of people didn't didn't know about and didn't discuss, which is one of the reasons why we were out on the ground, was allowing people to, um, to uh, claim unemployment benefits. It was disaster unemployment benefits because of a lot of the businesses um, that were not able to open back up and the people were not able to go to work, they were allowed um, to claim unemployment um, until they can, you know, until the businesses can get back up and running and they can go back to work because a lot of people were not able to, to go back to work. Our office, for one, is still one that 
that does not have power, but I'm fortunate, you know, because I can I can work from home. So that's that's mm-hmm. not an issue. But for a lot of okay. people like um down in um Choppy and um those those areas um were which you know here in Florida is the fishing community. So they were hit pretty hard and a lot of those people are not able to go back to work um right now. So they would definitely those employees or those people who live in that area, Saint Mark's and Choppy, Panacea and all of that, they're they're able, you know, to apply and, and receive those benefits as well as the benefits that are that the business owners are able to receive for loss of um loss of the product, you know. Um, like if they had restaurants because they went to power, of course they lost the food. So they are able to recoup that either through their insurance or through a small business loan. Um you know that was that was set up in place for for them um, for them to apply for at low interest rates to pay it back. Okay, all right. So there are there are avenues to help them get back. All right, right. to help them right. get back. Okay. Yes, there were there were funds set aside. Um, and there were more. So far, I think the latest statistics there were more than ten thousand. Uh, applications already approved, so it's it's moving. I don't know the actual total now, but yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am, and I'm sure you will be um, keeping us abreast of what's what else going on um, down there. Yeah, in that part of the country. All right. We'll say welcome guest seven twelve to the show. In the chat room, glad to see you um, hanging out with us today. All right, and speaking of welcoming people, let me tell you how y'all can be a part of the show. Because y'all know we like to have you a part of the show, hear what you have to say, because your your your, your opinions matter to us, and they really do. Whether they they're along the lines of what we're saying or something that you have noticed or you believe in yourself, and it's simple. The easiest way is just call us at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com, or you can email Ross at p.leona, L-E-O-N-A, dot Ross24 at gmail.com. Okay? Um, and also our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are the ways of uh, participating in the show, and we do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you, all right, because that's what we want to do. We want to hear from you, that's for sure. All right, now, before we go any further, y'all, because, you know, we we had a lot of chat, but I wanted y'all to to know what was going on down there in the state of Florida. We already know about the... um, the 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 the, mayor, the the governor battle that's going on that's quite quite intriguing to say the least. It really is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised there ain't been no 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 um, blows thrown yet physically, but I doubt that it, that it'll come to that on, on one of them anyway. But anyway, it's time for the song of the day, man. I got a good one for you by Mr. Babyface. Y'all know Mr. Smooth himself. And um, he got a, a good cutout right now. It's called We Got Love. And um, you know what? If you listen to the words, it's it's really, really encouraging. 
And it's a nice, it's a nice song actually. I must admit that's why I chose it because I like it. It's nice and smooth. All right. So without further ado, man, here's your song of the day, Baby Face, and we got love.
song of the day. Baby, face it, we got love. I tell you, man, we sure need a whole lot more of that in the world today, that's for sure. You know, and, T, what you think about that? You like that? Did you have, were your head, was your head bobbing a little bit? So I know that's like a little bit out of your realm now, but I know your head was bobbing just a little bit, right? Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I can't, can't, can't argue with that. As long as it was just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. So now it's time. It's that time, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to bring you a little history, a little black history, actually.
he had a whole perspective on that. Um, and unfortunately, after that, it just seems as if Mr. Jesse Mark just faded off the map because there is, I did the research looking for any later, any additional research on him, and that was the only information that I was lo- able to locate on him. But if you're able to locate it, hey, let us know. That is Mr. Jesse Jeroo Mark, the first black man to receive a Ph.D. in botany. Hmm. Botany, huh? And I want to I wanna, uh, correct. I want to correct something I said earlier. Um, before before you go on, I said that it was about ten thousand applications that were approved. The actual amount that individual uh, assistance applications approved now was twenty two thousand eight hundred and fifty one. As of today, for the yeah, for the hurricane uh, Michael here in Florida. So yeah, so they're working. They're working. Okay, uh, I was about to ask if um, there's anyone out there that may want to help. Is there a website or something they can go to, or is it just you know pretty much you know just going searching? You'll find it out there on the web. Well, for um, the disaster relief, um, I mean, you can contact here. Um, it says floridadisaster.org info, and you can get all the information here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, hang, hang that in the um, chat room. So if anybody come in the chat room, they'll be able to... Um, you know, pick it up, you know, and go and check it out in case they're they're interested in, in lending a hand. You know, and I think, you know, a lot of times what happens is after the news, the media leaves that site, people forget about what, what is still going on there in disaster areas. You know, they they figure, well, you know, all, all everything is done, everybody has recovered, and you know, we've gone with our life. And But those folks down there, a lot of them are still struggling, trying to you know, recover, especially the ones that were on the coast that lost everything. So I'm, I'm sure there's still a lot of work or uh, help that can be offered or given. So that's why I, I would like for you to go ahead and put that in the chat room, just in case there's someone out there that may be able to help, even just a little bit. That would be great, you know. So, hey, just a little a little something, something, as we used to say back in the day. <laughs> Just a little something, something. Okay? All right. All right. So, now that we have all that out of the way, let's let's get on to, to talking about some things, y'all. Um, we know there's a caravan, supposed caravan that's, well, it was supposed, quote, unquote, the talking head um, say, have you believe there were some, the caravan of over 7,000 people, immigrants, supposed to be here by tomorrow, you know, because it was a ploy by the Democrats to uh, have this group of people show up here by November 6th, midterm elections, so there'd be sympathy for the Democratic Party, and everybody would vote Democrat, okay? Well... I guess if that was the plan, the Democrats are out of luck because it's not going to happen. They haven't arrived. But what has happened is uh, the president has sent soldiers down to the border, and the soldiers have arrived, and they have um, 
gone ahead and started building, uh, uh, as they said, obstacles, you know, to, to along the border to, to keep the immigrants out. And, of course, when they say obstacles, what they're doing, they're putting up strands of uh, uh, constantine wire. For those that don't know what that is, that's the wire that's with the razor-sharp edges that would cut you up. Okay? That's what it is. Um, also, uh, they're supposed to be building uh, buildings out there, you know, to, to house the immigrants or what have you. But here's the funny part about that that whole thing is they, they are supposed, and I put that in air quotes, none of y'all can see me, but I did, supposed to be building it on the Mexican side of the border. Now, <laughs> here's the funny part about that. How are you going to go and just build something on somebody else in somebody else's country without their permission? And, I mean, let's be honest. Where are you going to build it at? Sometimes you just have to listen to what, what these, these these I'm not going to call them what I wanted to call them, these individuals are saying, because it just makes no sense. It's not logical. No, and a lot of times I don't think they realize what they're saying. I don't think he realizes what he's saying until after, you know, not even after he said it. I think somebody pulls his coattail once he gets back to the Oval Office and says, you know you shouldn't have said that, right? Now, I'll try and keep it fair and, 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 you know, pretty much down the middle. I try, okay? I'm not perfect. I must admit that. Hey, I must, hey, I must admit. But, but, in this case, it is crazy. But here's another um, interesting thing that I found, and I, I think I've shared this 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 little um, quote before, because everybody gets upset about where well, he says you can't let the people in, you can't do this. But there is a U.S. code, okay, 1182, inadmissible aliens, and it says suspension of entry or imposition of restrictions by president. Whenever the president finds that the entry of any alien or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. Okay? Now, that's the 8th U.S. Code 1182, and it's under inadmissible aliens. So as much as we may like, may not like the, 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 what he is saying and what is being done, under the U.S. Code, it's, it's legal. He can do it. He can do it. However, I, I, what I have a problem is problem with is the terminology that's being used because this caravan of individuals fleeing the same <laughs> and see once again they they tell you things but they don't tell you things okay now I'm sure we have all heard the rhetoric about this MS13 how horrible they are and we don't want them in our country which <clears throat> They started in the United States, and, uh, you know, they are, they're here all over across the United States. But 
that many of their members are a part of this caravan that's headed this way. Now, the problem with that is a lot of these individuals are not gang members. They're actually fleeing. They are actually fleeing MS-13 as well and the corruption in their country. That's that's what they're doing. That's why they're headed this way. But of course, you're not going to hear that part of the story because it goes against the, 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 the it goes against what you're supposed to believe. That's why it went from being a caravan to an invasion or a, a, a national security threat. I.e., so we send soldiers down there. So what are the soldiers going to do? Are we going to have another Kent, Kent State? 1970 Kent State incident where some happy trigger country boy just decided he won't, you know, he can't take it no more. He's just going to fire rounds into a crowd of, of thousands. Now, they have said, it has been put out that these troops, soldiers, will be armed. Now, being inside a, a, a former NCO myself and a soldier, I can tell you one thing that, that if if I was in charge down there, what I would do, wouldn't do, is issue any ammunition. And I know some say, well, why harm that? that? Well, that way you keep from having an incident happen like I just mentioned, where some gun-happy, you know, uh, uh, backwoods individual decide he's going to take out him a couple of uh, Mexican, just because. But why did you send the troops down there? You already have troops down there. They're not doing nothing but 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 manning cameras. They can't detain anyone. They can't detain anyone. So basically, what you're using them for is the labor. They're the labor force. So, once again, you're taking our soldiers away from their homes, their families, their jobs, okay, to send them down here on the wall so they can build some things for you. Isn't that amazing? But it's not going to be framed like that. And we often talk on the show about how things are framed to make you see that they're one thing when they're actually not. And that's what you have going on. That's what you have going on. <laughs> you know, uh, this is crazy. Right now, he said, what, 7,000 troops down there? 7,000 troops. 7,000 troops. Is that what our military is supposed to be used for? If that's how we're supposed to do it now, have them go down there and build a bunch of stuff. You can't do anything else but just go and stand down there. Or, or, is it just another one of the great political stunts that politicians pull off, especially around uh, 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 election times, to embrace and, and get their base riled up? So see, that's what I'm talking about right there. You even have the so-called Minuteman Militia. Talking about they're on standby just in case, you know, the military needs some help. They're ready to go. So now you're going to get some gun-toting, happy, 
hillbillies to go down there and shoot up some some and and, and, and be ready to shoot up some folk, right? Now, let's be honest. We know there's a problem down on the border. We know this. We know there's individuals sneaking into the country all the time. Okay? Besides the ones that the politicians sneaking into the country all the time themselves. See, you're not going to hear about that part either. It's amazing. It's amazing. But you know, you 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 go on and you keep thinking about this thing. You keep thinking about this thing. Those immigrants are coming down. You know, it, the the and what what is perplexing? Oh, a new word, y'all. New words for Mister Talk. Perplexing. What is perplexing to a lot of individuals are that the caravan it gets small, then it gets large, it gets small, then it gets large. Well, it's not perplexing. It's simple. You have individual. You have women pushing strollers. You have people walking with no shoes on. They're not walking on paved roads all the time. No, some are climbing on trains, buses, trucks, the back of trucks, trying to, you know, get as far as they can before they have to resume walking. Now I know a lot of y'all have never walked that far in your life. Okay, there's a competition that used to be held in Harlem. I don't know if it's still held there, called Nine Megan. Nine Megan. And where soldiers walk up to 100 miles a day. And you should, I mean, we talk about soldiers that are supposed to be conditioned, and you should see their feet when they come back. It's horrible. So just, and, you know, so it's got proper footwear and socks and, and powder and things like that, medical care. Just think about these individuals walking all the way from Guadalajara, Honduras. You know, but they don't want you to know about that because then you start feeling a little sympathy for them. You know, and what are they doing? They're trying to escape the corrupt governments, the gangs. That's what they're trying to do. All these individuals, good people. No, you'd be naive to say they are. That would be naive to say they are. You know. However, however, not all of them are bad people either. Now, I would like to say probably ninety, ninety, ninety-two percent are good people, just trying to escape, man, trying to live in peace. What's wrong with that? They're coming through Mexico. You know Mexico is not the most stable place in the world. But once again, you know, Mexico is just as much to blame as anyone else. Because by Mexico allowing them to come through and continue to move towards the United States, they are violating international law. Because by according to international law, Mexico should be giving these individuals asylum as well. But because of the forementioned corruption that is is, is rampant there by reports, they just move on toward the United States. 
what 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 is the solution here? What is the solution? Do you turn all these people around and say, nope, you're not coming, period. It's not happening. Do you turn them all around? Do you decide which ones you're going to let in? And, and if, if it's part of a family, and you split up families. And then once again, you have a whole uh, whole other uh, 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 set of issues then. Because somebody's always going, yeah, well, you shouldn't be separating the families, whatever. Well, so what? How, how do you fix this? You know there's corruption where they live. But they want a chance to live in peace. Isn't that, isn't that what, what everyone wants, to live in peace? To to live a long life, prosperity. Isn't that what what everyone wants? So if we can provide that, why don't we? According according to 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 um, reports and statistics, we have plenty of jobs that's open. We have them now. The economy is booming. We hear about it every day. New jobs, trillions and thousands of new jobs created. Then you have they say, well, there's jobs that the people won't, they, they just can't fill. Well, what you do? You want it both ways? You can keep talking across the world that you have great, great economy. Your economy is well. You have jobs galore. But people coming in seeking jobs that want to work certain jobs, <laughs> you don't want to. You won't bring them in. I'm, 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 I'm just throwing some stuff out there, y'all. Because you have to look at both sides of it. A lot of times we get stuck, get stuck in our own little corner, in our own little glue, and that's where we'd rather stay. We're not going to move left, right, middle. We're not doing either. We just lean up against the wall in the corner, and, and we just go on with what, what we know, what we always known, what we always said, and that's it. But it's time to change. They're worried about corrupt individuals coming in to the United States. But wait a minute. You have some of the most corrupt individuals already here. And if you didn't, we wouldn't be involved in a whole lot of these wars that we are involved in. This is going to put it out there. Now, that's what the title of the show came from today, The War From Within. Now, I want you to take a moment. Take a moment and just sit back and think about, just think about, for my veterans out there, especially for my veterans out there that have been abroad, that's been involved in, in, in different conflicts and things that you, wherever you are, you find your weapon across the line, somebody firing back at you, you don't know these individuals, do you? That person across from you hasn't done anything to you, just like you haven't done anything to them. Right? Let's be honest. 
So why are you firing at each other? Because some knucklehead sitting up in a chair in a, in a big office that said, well, that's what you got to do because they are doing things we don't like. Get time down, and, and this same individual, if you didn't know that uh, they were a part of the, the other side, and you went out just to talk and, and chill, you'll find out, hey, he's just human just like I am. Why am I shooting at you? You know, and, and as little as and as little as people were saying, that's the way a lot of the Vietnam veterans, Vietnam vets, felt once they started coming back. You know why? That guy across ain't did nothing to me. He ain't did nothing to me. No, they trying to take a place like Hamburger Burger Hill. Don't know why they trying to take this hill. Just because they were told. Now, once they take the hill, then what? They they have to they order to leave the hill to go somewhere else. Then the enemy come back and retake and get the hill back. Why? Because some ignorant individual done decided that's what do they want to do. No no purpose. But sons and daughters up there die because of these idiots up there. It's not from what's happening from outside. It's from within. But they have such a wonderful way of framing it and putting it out there to make you believe, oh, their patriotism, this country, oh, we got to fight because they are evil. They are, no, they are not. The ones that's evil are the ones that never go anywhere. The ones that's evil are the ones that have all the protection around them. Those are the evil ones. It just makes you say, hmm. You call me all the bad names you want to. I don't care. I'm just putting it out there to you. I'm just putting it out there to you. Because logically, if you think about it, it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Because this group decided they want to take what this group has. Or they're not happy with the way this group is treating their people. So let's go over there and make them do it the way we think it should be done. They sitting back here in in the United States of America. They sitting right back here telling you what you should be over there doing. But you live in that same, you live in that every day. And the enemy on the other side is doing the same thing. Same thing. Because that's what they're being told to. States across America, voters decide gambling issues. Floridians, what's that power? You know, that's what they're doing. Neither one on each side know what the real truth is. Have no clue what the truth is. Just following orders. Just following orders. Because that's what we raise our hand to do. Then you get, as they like to say, you get motor mouths and, and, and hard heads like me that's going to question some things. And you can't have that. 
Because then somebody's got to tell you the truth. You can't have that going on. And the same thing going on with this, this caravan that's headed this way. Same thing. You're not going to be told the truth or what's really going on. You're not going to be told the truth why they really can't come into, they don't want them to come into this country. I mean, there's plenty of hypotheses out there, theories, well-founded ones, something that's kind of way out off the wall, but they're out there. But the only thing we know is we're being told that they're full of criminals. Three-year-old a criminal? I don't see too much a criminal can do with their feet to walk, walking. You know how long, man. 5,000 miles? I think that's some, it's some miles they're walking. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. I just had to get that out. You know, I didn't mean to go there right now, but it just was there. And, and I had to let it out. So next time they start talking about going somewhere, think about it. Think about it. Why? Why? It's not because we're being threatened from the outside anywhere. Our threat comes from right here within, within the minds of those in charge. That's where the war is. Us down here, we people down here, non-sheeple individuals, That pay attention to what's going on We know better We know better There's always an ulterior motive Think about it It's it's very embarrassing When the Secretary of State Has to sit up in front of the United Nations Realize he's just been lied to But still has to carry out What he's been told to say Imagine that Imagine that. So you think they're going to tell us what's really going on? You got those out there. We want transparency. You would never have transparency. It goes against whatever uh, plan that is in place. No, you will not have transparency. There's no politician out there that's going to give you transparency. I don't care what they say. And if you pay attention to any of the ads that they're putting out there on, on the boob tube, if you notice they're all saying the same thing, depending on depending on what party they're in, they're saying the same thing. But not one of them are telling you how or when they're going to do it. They're just telling you, we're going to do this and to vote this, and that's it. No. No, uh-uh. We got to do better, people. We need to start holding their feet to the fire. Midterms are tomorrow. That's great. Vote for vote your conscience. I'm not gonna tell you to vote Republican, Democrat. I don't care who you vote for. Just vote your conscience. But what I am gonna tell you is, once you put them in, hold their feet to the fire. Hold their feet to the fire. 
Now, you have all these African-American uh, politicians out there running for governor of, of Georgia and, and, uh, and Florida. Okay? Stars Oprah Renfrey, uh, President Obama out there uh, visiting uh, Lewis. But wait a minute, isn't there a Congressional Black Congress somewhere? Are they stuck in, in re-election things too? Why we haven't heard anything from them? You know why? Because they don't control anything. Once again, duh! <laughs> duh. Anyway, I'm done. I'm going to bring my co-host in and let her say what she has to say, and then we're going to open up the phone line and uh, we can go ahead and, and get carried on. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Peace. Talk to me. I know you got a lot to say what I just about what I said or whatever. But go ahead. Talk to me. You know, I mean, when we're talking about immigration, you know, it's for a lot of people. It's a touchy, touchy subject, but it's it's pretty it's it's pretty cut and 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 dry. Really, it's it's pretty cut and dry. We only go overboard when everybody ignores what the Constitution says. When everybody ignores or want to interpret the laws how. They assume that it should be. You know, first this was, first this was just a caravan of people, you know, setting out from Honduras, Guatemala, you know, Guatemala and Central America, you know, looking for a a, a, a better life, a way to support and and feed their families. And and since you know, America's was has always been called the so-called melting pot. This is where they had to. You know, and the doors have have always been open. If we look at it, this country were, was built and and founded by immigrants, but nobody looks at that. They want to throw that history away and and rewrite everything according to their own beliefs and their own agendas. Now, so here these people are being being labeled once again because you can't do anything without a label in this country. They're being labeled again as invaders. Well, if that ain't the pot calling the kettle black, didn't y'all invade when the Native Americans were here and killed them off with sickness, disease, and war? If that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. You know, so so if we look at the record of history. For this country, and, and and it's good, you know, that this is the, the war from within because there there has always been war, there has always been wars, um, for 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 uh, for uh, material gain, you know, wars to take over um, the resources and the as other countries, but you weren't told that, you were told just like. We're being told today that these people are invading this country. We were told that they were a threat to the United States. Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. But at the end of the day, remember, were any ever found? 
Where were the mass weapons of mass destruction? We wouldn't have to look too far if we look in our own backyard. I mean, you have to realize that this is a game that they play. They put these words out there. They put these labels out there to evoke emotion from the people, whether that emotion be sorrow, whether it be hatred, which is the current trend that is going on now, and division. But when you look at a local disaster, as we were talking earlier about the uh, Hurricane Michael, nobody saw color. Nobody saw ethnicity. They just saw that people's homes were destroyed and people needed food and people needed ice and people needed water. People just needed help. And everybody came together with what little they had to provide for each other. It didn't matter your skin color. But when you have an agenda to perpetuate division and when you're constantly labeling people, even before these people, women and children, you know, women and children wanting a better life, wanting to be able to feed their families, to feed their children, which is no more than than what any other human being wants. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs? You know, once the home is secure, you can prosper in every other area of your life. But when that is denied, is denied, then you have all of these other acts, see, that come into play just to supply those basic needs because you're going to do whatever you need to do to get food, to get water, to get shelter, to ensure that, that you are safe, see, and everything else comes after that. But if life, if, if we're living in, in, in a state or in a, in a place where life is, is, is not valued, where there is no love anymore, not for self, not for family, so definitely not for human time, when it's so easy, easy to allow people and leaders, even church leaders, to perpetuate an agenda of hate and then crucify you, tell you you're wrong if you don't stand behind this. Where do you get that from? When the word of God clearly says that the greatest of these is love. So how do you get behind a hate monger? How do you get behind someone that, that, that divides a nation so succinctly that you have people the very self-same people that he's degrading and humiliating and talking about stand behind him and support him and declare they're not delusional. Hmm. What's really going on? What's really going on? Or is it a, or is it a, a greater depth and, and, a, and, a, and a deeper thing more than, than what we're seeing? Hmm. See, but nobody wants to address that aspect because we have so many different philosophies and different theories. See, we reason God out of everything. 
we reason the word of God out of everything. Tell nobody, nobody believes in who's able to believe anything. They don't. They they believe in evolution rather than creation. But the fear on unfounded philosophical principles that you have been programmed or brainwashed to believe. But then and still on the other side of the coin, that's what they say about religion. Well, granted, there are flaws in some of the theories of the religious organizations as well. Because when you are free to interpret and come up with your own interpretation and your own program and your own beliefs, yeah, people are going to be deceived. That's why in Timothy it says study, 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 study to show thyself approved. Why should you take a man's word if you haven't studied for your own self? Why? Because he's such a great orator or such a charismatic speaker. See, that he speaks to your flesh and you get a little bit excited. You know, he says, yeah, 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 that makes sense. And you never go back. You never see the true God's face to see if, well, what what spirit is behind this man or what spirit is behind these words? What force is emanating from what he is saying to invoke these feelings in me and really what's in me that I agree with him? If this is so evil or this is so right or is this, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you truly have the love of God, if you truly get beyond the rhetoric, you will see that these are human beings just like you. No one is sinless. No one is perfect. So I condemn those folks who are seeking for a better life, who desire the same things that you desire, who want the same opportunities that you want. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So what right do we have to prohibit anybody from living better? Ain't, ain't Ain't this in the preamble? The pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of prosperity. And we were not the originators of this land in the first place. So what driving force is behind those that proclaim this message? Have you thought about it? See, have you been there? Are you there now? Is this you? No. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Val. All right, y'all. The phone lines are open. Uh, 347-838-8622. I saw somebody wanted to say something a little earlier. Oh, I see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Hold on. Let me bring you in here. See what we got going on here. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Ah, uh, my two favorite arch enemies. How are you, Eric? <laughs> How are you, P? How are you guys? Why we gotta be arch enemies? Why we gotta be arch enemies? <laughs> oh God, do we have to differ on this again? Oh, well, we yeah. always do. 
Oh, well, okay. I'll put in my two cents and see what happens. Okay. First off, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. Number one, Eric, because Eric mentioned it, and I'm sure you agree also, P, that this is something which the politicians, no matter what, immigration or any kind of issue that affects the United States, is done by the politicians in order to create discord, unhappiness, to separate and to conquer the United States, as far as I'm concerned, for other people. I don't think they're there for our benefit. And having said that, I believe that this is an invasion. How do 10,000, how do, firstly, how do people who stole off from 3,000, 3, something like 1,000 miles away, how do they survive this trek, and how do they pick up more people Who's organizing them? Who's funding them? Geez, I think maybe Soros might be. And how do they survive along the way? Because as you were saying, Eric, if you're a soldier doing a doing a hundred mile trek, you know you've got no feet left. Well, sneakers for for them are fortunately more comfortable than combat boots. Um, I I always wanted to get rid of mine. <laughs> mine were just uncomfortable <laughs> as hell walking around normally. <laughs> So when we did tracks, and I was in the Air Force, so we didn't have to do the same thing as the Army or the Marines, you know, you come back with blisters because, again, the government messes up things. But, yep, the rhetoric is out there, the political um, propaganda is out there, but I don't want any immigrants, period, illegal or legal. Again, 95 million Americans are out of work. 95 million out of 305 million people in this country. That means of the able-bodied ones, you know, if you take like one-third of the 300 people, maybe 100 are able-bodied, and the rest are children and kids who are below 21 or below 25, you've got almost the whole entire workforce that you've got to give jobs to. And now what are we doing? We're letting people in from other countries to come in. It doesn't make sense at this time. Forty, fifty years ago, maybe. Even then you had millions of people out of work. But when is this going to stop? If you have 10,000 coming up uh, soon, you have, you'll have more caravans. And by the way, the 14th Amendment was not one of the original ten amendments. It was an amendment um, that people say was meant to give um, citizenship, automatic citizenship to the freed slaves. But not only that, I was reading the other day um, a comment made by the originator of the 14th Amendment, and he made it perfectly clear that although it's not stated in the uh, Constitution, because the Constitution is a very short legal document, he made it clear it's not intended for foreigners, aliens, or children of ambassadors. Hmm. And since if we're supposed to follow the Constitution, we're supposed to follow it according to what the rules are and meant to be according to the intentions of those who wrote it. So right then and there, these immigrants go home. And if... (laughs) And if we didn't have to have that as proof to not let them in, there is a a tradition, since P was talking about traditions, that immigration is not even part 
of a judicial review process. It is solely left in the hands of the presidency. So whoever's president doesn't have to get approval from Congress or the Supreme Court to say, you can come in and you may not. It's up to him. His discretion. One person. That's it. He doesn't even have to give a reason. But the reason the court um, stood by um, that particular provision or that particular policy was because they said um, uh, deportation is not, <clears throat> excuse me, is not a punishment. So when you're taking people who are not citizens and you're bringing them back to their own country or you're keeping them out of yours, according to our traditions, it's not a punishment. They're not going to jail. Well, now the ones who are showing up are going to jail. Oh, detention, not going to jail. And the ones who don't deserve to be here the most, they're the ones who have been trained to say, once you put your foot on American soil, all you've got to do is say, I'm a refugee. And now the laws, uh, they say you gotta, you got um, to come in until you vet it. But this doesn't make sense. So, yeah, we have Ellis Island, and yeah, we're supposed to be welcoming, but to everybody in the um, in the world. What about us? Oh, and by the way, P, let me ask you a question. Since you were talking about yes, the Native Americans are the ones who were, and you're right, they're the ones who were slaughtered. They're the ones who the who are the original Americans. And if I was a Native American, I wouldn't even want to call myself a Native American, I would just stick by the term Indian. Now, if somebody, a couple of Native Americans showed up at your doorstep and they said, Miss Ross, your particular property is on our old traditional Indian ground. I want you guys to give up your house. I want you guys to move out. Would you do it? That depends on whether they can prove it or not. So if they prove that you were on one of their, let's say, sacred grounds from the 1700s, and they said, "Sorry, madam, uh, I've got um, I've got a couple of kids of my own. I've got my own uh, white screen TV, and I've got my own cell phone. And I've got my own car, and I want your place. Hasta la vista." So you would say, okay, you've proven it. Um, okay, you're going to give it up? It was legally there. It, that, 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 that's the thing. See, if, it, if, if something belongs to somebody legally and you mm-hmm. don't have a right to it, it doesn't matter when you got there, how you got there, but if it's legally there, yeah, you should give it up. Yeah, you should move. Yeah, you should relocate. So because every it wasn't yours, okay. so, so realistically, it wasn't yours in the first place. But in mm-hmm. this country, you know, laws have been enacted that abolish other laws, which makes it legal for, well, you like the word invaded, you know, that invaded, you know, and took eminent domain over other folks' property and declared it legally theirs. So now, legally... It belongs to them. It no longer belongs to the previous owners. So it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter what they have. Well, I'm, I'm wondering. Now this, this, this law mm. supersedes that one. 
Well, I'm not for legal matters anyway. I don't like that um, that part of the Constitution which says eminent domain because the government can come along and just take anybody's property for any but reason. That, but yeah, but that but that's what what that is what is is happening and that what uh, has been happening. Oh yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, what legal ground do do you have literally to stand on if an entity, whether it be an individual or a government? You know, with the power, see, that's the thing. If they have the power to do it, they're going to do it. You're either going to sell on your own or either they're going to force you to move. Well, true. But let's suppose they don't have the legal power. Again, I'm not for legalities. The Jews were killed in in Germany <laughs> under mm-hmm. the guise of legalism. And legalism, and- exactly. Right, and the same thing with the Armenian Holocaust and the enslavement and persecution of of blacks in America, and the rest of other. You know, like, I don't think there's a country that's left in the world, a uh, very few, let's say, that have its own original inhabitants going back to uh, Neanderthal times. I think every country. I don't is, think so either. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think there is. You know. I don't believe there is. So every country has a mixture of whoever conquered them. Now, I don't think the conquering is a good thing. The settlers, when they first came here, the Puritans, I don't think they were that pure. I think they came. They weren't. No, you know. They came here because some of them came under contract by, the, I think, the Queen of England to see what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then Columbus, if you ever read um, Howard... um, not Noam Chomsky, it's Howard Zinn. When he talks uh-huh. about, he's, he's on the same order of Noam, uh, Noam Chomsky, only um, he's not quite as academically boring. When he talks about um, when Columbus came over here, within a week, he captured slaves. The Amarok, or however you pronounce them, the Indians that were here. And he, you know, and he, then he brought them back to Queen Elizabeth or Queen Isabel, whoever the bitch was that sent everybody out there. So Columbus is not a hero, you know. And when you figure out for you to have been a, um, a sea commander back then in the 1600s, 1700s, you were, you were a warden of whoever was on your ship. You didn't ride or were or float the Queen Mary. You you were in a boat that had no toilets, no soap, no hot water. You had to be crammed in, and most of like the Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria, and other and other vessels, they were only as large as four modern cars. They weren't big, and a lot of people, not even slaves, who died on the trip from Africa to America. But if you tried to leave England or France or Germany to come over here, a lot of them didn't make it. They died of dysentery. They died of, uh, well, they got in each other's nerves. I'm sure a lot of people got killed and thrown overboard. But you didn't have a pleasant trip. And when they came over here, they were irritable people. <laughs> and if somebody came along and said, uh, you, white man, you're on my territory. I kind of think that the people who survived that trip are not going to say, oh, God, I think you're right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Redman. Uh, let me move. No, that's not going to happen. Uh-uh. That did happen. They killed them. Yeah. You know, as you said, they brought diseases, pestilence. Mm-hmm. They brought smallpox and blankets. They said, 
savage die. That was it. That's why I keep saying, if we ever leave this planet, the DNA that all of us on this planet have, including those who try to think of themselves as Mother Teresa or Albert Schweitzer, when they go to another planet, if they find that the natives of that planet do not have weapons which are as sophisticated as ours, I'll bet you my life those, um, those natives of that planet, they're going to be enslaved but called colonized. <laughs> because that's just who we as people are. Especially the adventurous ones. If you find people going to Mars or going outside of the galaxy and, and heading on to other planets, you think it's you know you think they're going to come across uranium and gold of other planets and uh, and say to uh, to the inhabitants who have maybe nineteen twenty eighteen ninety type of civilization, let's negotiate. Think so. I think they're going to say. You get your asses out of our coal mines, gold mines, silver mines, salt mines, uranium mines, because we said so. And if you don't like it, we're going to not only take all of your minerals, but we're going to kill you in the process. And that's what I think. I could go on, but you know my uh, my views on immigration. Well, I'll still go on. Well. No problem. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, before well, you go on, let me ask you a question. So okay. does that mean now there's a time where we should actually go and uh, take a look at this Constitution thing and maybe re- re- redo it, or re- rework it, as some oh, professional would say? Didn't I, didn't I say that on your show years ago? I don't like the Constitution. I'm a, I'm a uh, libertarian. And I like the idea of a constitution, but I don't like this constitution. You have Article One, Section Eight, the General Welfare Clause, and you have, I think, Article One, Section Seven, which I think is called the Commerce Clause, which is the basis for like ninety percent of the bills that are passed in Congress. Of which ninety-six percent, says the senator, are not even read by the senators and uh, and the congressmen. They use that General Welfare Clause because it's so vague; it can it can be applied to anything. Mm-hmm. So I want the Constitution rewritten. I like the idea of a Constitution. I don't want a democracy. I want a republic. But I want a republic where, Jesus, I wish the um, the judiciary could somehow be really accounted for. I'm not talking about the Supreme Court. I'm talking about our corrupt judges in every city and every state in, uh, of the Union. I wish somehow their corruption could be attacked first so that, therefore, fair laws... And people who don't need to spend an arm and a leg on a shyster lawyer can actually get some justice. That's what I would like. Yeah, we uh, well, yeah. I know you dislike lawyers about as much as I do. So yeah. uh, <laughs> lawyers, I, yeah. I think some of them are necessary, but most of them do they really care about the defendants? Come on. They don't. They no. care about the money. Yeah. You know, there's, I was looking up the, um, I think it was the American Association of, of Barristers or Lawyers or whatever the name might be some years ago. And one of the people who's, I think, a president, vice president of the bar of uh, this particular organization said, 
um, his advice to people who wanted to hire a lawyer, he said, um, don't ask a lawyer, or you shouldn't ask a lawyer, what his win-loss record is. Right away, I wanted to slap that guy. I wanted to bitch slap him so bad. I said, are you out of your mind? If I'm going to a lawyer, I don't, I'm not going to a lawyer to, to try to negotiate what the price might be for his or her time. I want a winner. Do you understand a winner? If I'm accused falsely of a crime, whether it's a civil matter or a criminal matter, I want a freaking winner. And if you as a lawyer do not have or refuse to give me your win-loss record, you're telling me you're a loser because you did not win your cases. And I don't want a loser. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's something you, you said earlier, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you was listening. I read um, the Eighth U.S. Code eleven eighty two, where it said about um, inadmissible aliens. Now, of mm-hmm. course, you know they had to use for aliens, and it basically said what you, you were saying that um, basically the president he can decide, you know, if he want to let them in or not. Now, whether that's right or wrong, not really, but hey, who knows? And you know, and I read it again. It's called um, Section F, 8th U.S. Code 1182, Inadmissible Aliens, Section F, Suspension of Entry or Imposition of Restrictions by President. And it goes on to say, whenever the President finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. Now, so that goes back to what you were saying earlier, that he, he can make that, you know, say, no, they're not, we're not letting them in. Okay? Well, that's yeah, that, what you're saying. yeah, that buttresses my Basically. argument. But it's um, yeah. it's um, but there's also another. There's, I think the guy's name is Andrew McCarthy. His last name is McCarthy. I forget his first name. He's a writer for the National Review, and he's done research mm-hmm. on this. He's a, a staunch conservative. Um, he's like um, Ann Coulter, and he said he went in his research. He found just like that uh, particular provision that you were reading, Eric, that the government is not responsible for the disposition of aliens. It's only the president. He can at his discretion. But again, it's because he's not saying, if you come in, if you disobey our laws, we're going to lock you up. He's saying, if you come in, we can send you back. That's not a punishment. That is just, you came here, too bad, the doors are locked, go home. And you don't even have to pay for your deportation. <laughs> the government does. That means us, the taxpayers, mm-hmm. okay, for the mistakes of our government. Now, you were right when you said the sheeple are knuckleheads. It's amazing to me how people will still only vote Democrat or Republican, as though there's no other choice. Well, yeah. There's plenty of choices. You don't take a look at the D's. You don't take a look at the R's. You take a look at their voting record. And even then, that can be uh, misleading. And you vote on the individual. 
I would rather have a bunch of intelligent, educated farmers um, occupying the House and the Senate than these so-called lawyers and so-called former attorney generals because they all turned out to be phonies. I like to give them a... <laughs> you like to give him what? <laughs> uh, I'd like to. I will. He, 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 he was getting ready to say a bad word, so he had to, you know, kind of. Yeah. You're not kidding. All the troubles we have in America is because of one source, one source only: corporations and politicians being in bed together. Mm. Mm. That sounds like a war within, Joe. That sounds oh, like a war yeah. within. Corporations <laughs> war, of course. It's all a war within. So, and, and and mainly, it might be even a war from without. I still think the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, which you don't hear too much uh, often anymore, is because they want to keep a nice low profile. They're the ones that run everything and every. And if you have a central bank, you're being run by the. Uh, by the Rothschilds, which means Russia, China, us, and all other countries that have a central bank, which is one of the reasons, according to the theory, why countries like Libya, Iraq, Afghanistan have been invaded, because they refuse to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. But yet, now see, that, that goes back to what I was saying a lot earlier in the show, mm-hmm. but yet... You send sons and daughters over there to fight these individuals, and you don't even know why you're fighting besides from what somebody tells you. You, you see what I'm saying? That, that oh, yeah. It's not going to step foot nowhere on the battlefield. So yeah. you're staring down the muzzle from some from somebody across the way, and he's doing the same back at you, and neither one of you really know why you're firing at each other besides that what you were told to do. Exactly. You couldn't be more right. When you were over there in Afghanistan, oh, was it was in Afghanistan and Iraq or just Iraq? Iraq and Desert Storm. And Desert Storm, too. <laughs> Good old Bush. So here's our, yeah. our freaking president sending, because you know, yeah, I don't know if people know your history. You know, you weren't supposed to be on the front lines. You were supposed to uh, supply the front lines. You were supposed to be fairly safe and out of danger. Yet, you mm-hmm. had a fire upon. Yeah. yeah Yet, you had a fire upon, and they had a fire upon you. You had a fire upon the Taliban. You had a fire upon the so-called enemy of the United States. People that you didn't know, they didn't know you. They didn't attack us. They had no intention of attacking us. And you're over there risking your life. But your sergeants and your generals are telling you, you'll be fairly safe. You know, it's, you're behind the lines. Yet, you had to fight for your life how many times? Right? To give supplies right. to us. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> lie to you, lie to other Americans, and yet there are Americans who come back who are still so patriotic, they'll say after having lost a leg, yes, I would do it again. Are you crazy? I was in the Air Force. I wouldn't do that again. And I had a cushy-ass job. I had a 9-to-5 job. <laughs> um, central heating in the winter, nice and cool during the summer. And and I wouldn't do it again. And yet, these poor patriotic bastards who have been so propagandized into loving a country which by itself isn't bad, 
but keep on believing the stupid, treasonous scum called politicians. No, no, they, no, politicians are the worst. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was just sitting here thinking when you were talking about the ones that came over, you know, and it shows just the specific ones that go and say, like I said, say everybody, when you see these these um, these these rallies and you have them, people standing behind them, those are chosen individuals for a reason. They standing back there for a reason. Um, it was one one rally where this kid was standing behind um, forty five, mm-hmm. and he was making all kind of faces. They removed that kid from back there because mm-hmm. they don't want nobody giving type of negative you know looks or anything else you know to them while they say they talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, does anyone pay attention to this? I mean, I didn't realize it either until. I was, you know, was a part of some of this nonsense. I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And I'm supposed to just stand here and smile and be happy with it, knowing I disagree with 99% of Everything it. Everything no. they said, yeah. Yeah. If you take a look at Trump's you know, son, Barron, he's he, he's making faces all the time. He doesn't want to be there at all. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No. 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 Oh, but, but you know, and over the weekend I watched um, this this um, series on the Vietnam War on the mm-hmm. History Channel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because they had some of the people, some of the soldiers, you know, then and now. And, and some of the comments they were making, I was like, you know what, that makes a whole lot of sense to what he's saying. And basically the same thing I said was, you know, we got to go up this hill. This guy up there shooting down at me. I'm shooting up at him. We don't know why. Just because mm-hmm. somebody told us to. You know, we take the hill. Stay there for a couple of days. It was it was um one they nicknamed Hamburger Hill. Hamburger? Oh, they nicknamed but, the Hamburger after World War Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Vietnam. Vietnam. Um, was, was and, hamburger was was Hamburger Hill only in Vietnam? I thought they took it from World War Two. Yeah. No, I think that was only in Vietnam. Only in what, Vietnam? What I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guy was saying, you know, we spent three, four weeks trying to get up this hill. We finally get there. We stayed, what, two, maybe two, three days. Then they sent us orders to go and take, some, uh, take another hill. Mm-hmm. And we just abandoned it. And within 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, the enemy has the hill back again. As we captured Why? it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what sense does, did it make? You know what's really heartbreaking? I've seen, I saw one documentary in particular. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was about World War One, where you really had the trench warfare, where you're talking about going Mm -hmm. up the hill, and they had to stay in trenches for months, go out of the Mm -hmm. trenches, advance a few hundred yards, if that, kill or be killed, have the bombs explode all around them, go up against... Uh, wired fences that they constructed come back again. Mm-hmm. They, what, and you think those poor guys, they have refrigerators or um, uh, toilets? No. That's how trench mouth got um, uh, uh, that expression came into uh, came into origin because they didn't have water. Well, you know, and the water was running out and uh, the water became contaminated. If you drank the water, which you had to do in order to survive, 
You've got trench mouth. You've got dysentery. You got even worse. And if you, yeah. I saw this documentary, and it showed the bombs blasting, exploding, and I, you almost feel like you're there. And I'm watching this on a, like a 17-inch monitor. Can you imagine if you were there, and all around you, all around you can't see the sky during the day because the bloody bombs are bursting. And you have to hear the, sh- you know, the shell shock is the the forerunner of our PTSD, and all you're hearing mm-hmm. is boom, boom, yeah, boom. That's it. That's it. Um, so you know, and when you when you put all that together, and you just sit down and you think about it, mm-hmm. you just go, why, why, why? You know, you got the, this caravan coming this way, and it, it, it's amazing because it, it gets large, then it thins out, then it gets large, then it thins out. And people are why is that happen? Well, simple. A lot of the individuals are becoming uh, too sick to continue, so they just turn back or they just stay, you know, wherever they are, Mexico or whatever. That, that's why it's thinning out and getting. And then you have others that say, well, if they're going to try, I might as well join in and try also. Now, we already know we got we just said what fifty two hundred more soldiers down there on the border mm-hmm. now. Yep. They put up Constantine wire and supposed to be building up as as the reports say, building um barracks like structures to house the immigrants in, except for it's gonna be on the Mexican side of the border. Wait a minute. Since when can you go and build something on somebody else's side of the wall or of a border? Without their permission. Well, maybe he got their permission. I don't know. Hmm. Huh? Maybe he got their permission. I don't know. He he can't even get their permission to build the wall. So why? <laughs> Come on well, now. Yeah. Well, he can't Come get on. the money from them to build the wall. But yeah. um, he's going so, to. I mean, mm-hmm. so maybe Joe. Really? If you was the president of Mexico and he called you, say, hey, look. You know, I want to build these barracks for these these individuals over there on your side of the wall. That's okay. What would you say? Well, really? ordinarily you would say no because they have this animosity towards Bush. But don't forget, he just entered into a new treaty with them and Canada. So as a result, they may have said yes. the new NAFTA? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but would that really... really <laughs> But really, would that really change your mind? Well, first off, like you were saying, Eric, um, you were saying Mexico is supposed to be, um, according to international law, they're supposed to accept some of these so-called refugees. Actually, Guatemala was supposed to be the first one. I think, I may be wrong, but is it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the first um, country that refugees enter into, regardless of whether that's Mm -hmm. their destination or not, um, That's true. They have to, if they're refugees, right. they have to seek asylum in the first country. Right, right, right. That is true. According so why to international law. Yeah, so why are they going, continuing to go through Guatemala? And I saw the video how they crashed the gates. Well, well, easy, because um, just like the, a lot of the countries that they're leaving, fleeing from, just as corrupt as it oh, yeah. was. You know, they're left. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it, it's amazing that they, they, they're leaving corruption that's noticeable, they know about. 
but they have the perception that here in this country there is no corruption. Everything is good. Yeah. Well, they've been propagandized about that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and then again, of course, you know, you have arrogant Americans that go to their countries and, oh, yeah, the great thing, they seem to spend money and, you know, what have you. So, yeah, why not? This is, America is considered the, quote, unquote, uh, for lack of a better word, the promised land. Mm-hmm. Is that a good word to use, the promised land? Yeah, that's, that's what it, it is perceived as, but. It, 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 it's not. It's, it's really not. Maybe at, at, at one time, maybe it, it could have been um, labeled as that, but but not anymore. You know, it it everything comes at a at a price. You know, and and which you know, you may not know about it, you may not see it, but but you know, you you got to pay the cost somewhere. The cost has, you know, it's going to be paid. It's going to be paid. And once Mm -hmm. you're in it and once you're here, a lot of the things, a lot of the the reason why they are moving this way because they have so, some of those people have relatives here who write back, send money back and all of that, and they say, oh, well, why should we wait on a few hundred dollars, you know, once a month when we can go there and possibly make our own money or make a life for ourselves? You know, um, so they, you know, they they go on the track. They go on the track. You know, but but the way is it, the way is hard. It's hard for those people, and they do have, like Joe mentioned before, or you mentioned earlier, saying that who's helping them. There are there are people along the way uh, that are that are helping them. They're giving you know people rides to the next stop. They're giving them water. They're giving them food. Um, you know, um, there was a, a medical aid station that was that was set up um, to to heal the people's feet and and different things like that. So there are people, you know, in the different towns that are assisting, you know, those who are on this track. And yeah, a lot of them, some of them, you know, have turned back. There are women carrying children and pushing strollers and and all of that, you know. So you know there has to be somebody, you know, or some organizations that are helping them, and and and, and there are. But as as far as the land of promise, no, no, it 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 it's, it's, it's not because some of those people may get here, and like you say, you know, they're going to go to jail or they're going to be held in detention camps. They're going to be turned around. Kids are being taken from them, you know. And no, what's the promise in that? Yeah. You know, so it's it's not, you know, what it, you know, what they're displaying it to be. It's not what the perception of what they have is not necessarily the reality of what they're going to experience once they're here, or even if they are able to make it here. You know, so land of promise, no. I I I would say land of the the, the delusion of of promise. Oh, yeah, it is. And not only for immigrants, but for people who don't quite have that, um, don't prepare themselves to become marketable um, for employment. If you don't go to the right college or get the right degree, 
um, because of the competition, you're not going to get. It's going to be extremely hard, let's say, to be to be crawling up the ladder, or not crawling. I say, let's say, crawling up the corporate ladder, a lot harder than it was 40, 50 years ago. And a lot of it is because of competition, because of politics, and because of HB1 visas, and because of legal immigrants who have taken up space. There's 250,000 foreign students taking up space in our universities. That means 250,000 natural-born Americans who don't have a seat at, uh, inside a college uh, classroom. Who, and that means they're being deterred from their American dream to give it to an Indian dream, a German dream, an English dream, an Australian dream, a New Zealand dream. Have you taken a look at Well, well you know what? Yeah, but you know, it's, it's interesting because because in Saudi Arabia, um, Saudi Arabia, I, I know a lot of people don't know this. The majority of Arabs in Saudi Arabia do not work. Their workforce are their workforce is primary immigrant, primarily immigrants from India, uh, Pakistan, you know, the surrounding countries. They have those. They come over under contract, and they work the contract until it's done. That's right. And when it's it's done, they got to go back home. Yeah, Yeah, they're supposed to anyway. Yeah, and I think they probably monitor them better than we do. In Abu Dhabi, in Dubai, in Dubai, um, you have those immigrants you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They they don't stick around, and if they want to. I think it's a crime, and I think they, I think they enforce punishment. Uh, maybe I don't know how severely, but I think so. Well, you know, you, know you, you, you mentioned that uh, um, um, students taking uh, American students' places in, in, in colleges. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys read the article about the uh, Asian students suing Harvard yeah. for admission yeah. in, 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 into that. Yeah, for uh, uh, affirmative action. Yeah. yeah, for affirmative action that they don't allow them. Um, Is that something? <laughs> yeah, they they don't allow them fair admission into the Ivy League colleges. So yeah, yeah so that's still being argued. They just did their closing remarks on Friday, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that turns turns out. I think also in some high schools too, because um, not only are they not. Uh, making it harder for um, for the Asians to be admitted, but those but the Asians that are there doing well, they're saying as a result of your doing well, you're violating uh, you're violating the civil rights because you're doing well, and we have to continue affirmative action for uh, blacks and Hispanics in particular, and we're going to reduce even more the numbers of, uh, of Asians who have come in on affirmative action and who have come in on their own. So that's, that to me is like Mr. Smith just saying, well, we're not going to let anybody advance here in America. We're taking away not only the privileges but the rights of all Americans and all people who have made it or are going to make it, you know, according to the American dream, and take away the American dream from everybody as, far, uh, as much as possible. That's again. It's another reason why I want you know all those scum in Washington to to drink poison and die. <laughs> 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 
You know, the interesting thing, we got a whole new set of scum about to show up now. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, what takes place. What takes place. You're looking at the ads now. You know, I know here in Texas, it's it's the same old thing, the same old talking point, nothing new. Immigration, the border, you know, Mm -hmm. Democrats want to do this. Nancy Pelosi wants to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Then you got Beto O'Rourke. He comes on television. Uh, Terry Crews, this, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, nobody's saying anything new. Nobody's saying anything different. So, what should we, why should we expect anything different? Of course. That's why we need more than Democrats and Republicans. People got to vote according, not only to their conscience, but to vote according to the integrity of the individual. Um, and not only right. when you say not saying anything new, you can go online and you can you can hear and see Bill Clinton back in 1993 spouting the same rhetoric as Trump. He's mm-hmm. saying the borders are porous. The borders need to be. And Obama said the same thing before he became president. He said the yeah, same Bush thing when he was the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Bush said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then to top it off, you got the same old old guard up in Congress. So, what makes you think anything gonna change? Even if you are a newbie with great ideas, what makes you think it's gonna change anything? It's not. It's, it's not because the people are sheeple. Mhm. That's right. That's why do you right. think I said? You know, as I said on your show before, why do you think um, there's no there's no organized classes? In any high school that I know of in America, along with critical thinking, there's no formal critical. In college, yes. In high school, when you when your brains are being molded, those are your formative years. Why isn't logic, critical thinking, a formal class in order to teach you how to think, as opposed to memorizing your lessons and regurgitating them back to get good grades? Why can't you think? They don't teach it. Why? That's right. Well, because if you thought, these politicians wouldn't be around anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't have that. Nope. You can't have that. You gotta right, have so this. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, just before I go, I want to let you... I, BTR is messing with you again. I came to your page via the net... And I couldn't mm. hear you over the net. No, really? Yeah, wow. they wouldn't allow the, your um, your voice to be um, transmitted over the net. And I, th- I don't know, maybe because of daylight savings or the ending of daylight savings time or whatever. But they're and they're probably messing with other shows as well. So that may be a reason well, why you're not, uh, you know. Uh, okay. But thanks, I checked it out. So yeah, next time you talk to them, ask them, you know, if they're having continued difficulties. So do you have anything planned for Friday? Well, yes, my plans are to do another show. I do apologize for the last couple of weeks uh, shows, but, you know, when VA called, I have to move, you know, because it takes them so long to call you. So Mm. (laughs) sometimes I I can't get around it. I I can't. And so P's been off. 
know, helping out in Florida as well. So, uh-huh. yeah, our schedule's been kind of booked up. But, yeah, right now, yes, we do plan on having a show Friday. Any particular topic? Uh, I don't know. We may continue with this one. We're definitely going to talk about the election. Oh, yeah, well, that'll be over by then, yeah. Yeah, so that that's what we're looking at right now. Okay. Well, all right, so you're going to end the show now? Okay. Yeah, we're going to get on out of here. Okay. <laughs> go you back know, to my project. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, give me some last words before you get out of here, Joe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, people, I, if I say sheep will wake up, it's kind of hard to wake up. It's it takes a process. It's the, the propaganda works very well, and um, mm-hmm. people don't seem to realize brainwashing is not is not a um, an experience um, in which you have to have been a prisoner of war during the Korean War to realize that it, it exists and it exists in very subtle, insidious but powerful ways to make you think the way they want you to think. And you don't realize it. All right. Well, those are my last words. So, guys, I'll see you Friday if you show up, hopefully. Hopefully I show up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Joe. Sure. Take care, Eric. Take care, P. All right, right. Joe. My man, Joe. All right, P, give me something going out of here. We got five minutes left. Talk to me. I do have a, a, yeah, I do. I do have a poem for you. Um, It's not something that that I wrote. And um, it's actually by Langston Hughes, and I'm not going to read it. But you can, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but just a, a few verses from it. Since we're always talking about let uh, America, you know, be great again. He actually, I don't know when he wrote this, but if if you know, Langston Hughes was one of the formidable black poetry writers. Uh, mm-hmm. And it says, let America be America again. Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plane, seeking a home where he himself is free. America never was America to me. Let America be the dream, the dreamer's dream. Let it be that great, strong land of love where never kings convive nor tyrants scheme, that any man be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me, nor freedom in this homeland of the free. Say, who are you that mumbles in the dark? And who are you that draws your veil across the store? I am the poor white, fooled and pushed apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant crushing the hope I see and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog-eat-dog of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope, tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain. A grab the land, a grab the goal, a grab the ways of satisfying needs. 
of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, bondsman to the soul. I am the worker to the machine. I am the Negro, servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean, hungry yet today, despite the dream, beaten yet today, oh, pioneers. I am the man who never got ahead, the poorest worker bartered through the years. Yet, I am the one who dreamed our basic dreams in the old world while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sings in every brick and every stone, in every furrow turn that made America the land it has become. Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be, my home. For I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore and Poland's plain and England's grassy lea, and torn from black Africa's strand, I came to build a homeland of the free. The free? Who said the free? Not me. Surely not me. The millions on relief, the millions shot down when we strike, the millions who have nothing for our pay for all the dreams we dream and all the songs we've sung and all the hopes we've held and all the flags we've hung. The millions who have nothing for our pay except the dream that's almost dead today. Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine, the poor man, Indians, Negroes, me, who made America, whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain, must bring back our mighty dream again. Sure, call me an ugly name you choose. The steel of freedom does not stain. For those who live like leeches on the people's lives, we must take back our land again. America. Oh, yes, I say it plain never was America to me, and yet I swear this oath America will be. Out of the wreck and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of grass and theft and lie, we the people must redeem it. The land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, and the endless plains, all, all the stretch of these great states, and make America, America again. That is a poem by Langston Hughes, Let America Be America Again. That was the whole poem? Or that was a piece that's of the poem? That's the whole poem. Hey, you couldn't oh, just okay. not read the whole poem. That's the whole poem. I'm going to send it to you so you can put it on the um, website. All right. That'll work. All right. Um, let's see. One more thing before you get out of here. Tell the people about your new show we're about to bring to them. Because I, I like the way you describe it. Tell them about it. <laughs> well, this show will be a show. Um, and, and it's basically we're going to talk about issues relating to women. Because, you know, at times, you know, women are, we, we, we're emotional creatures. And we hold a lot of stuff and we don't, we don't talk about a lot of stuff. So this is our opportunity to address some things and to talk about some things, and it's and and it's going to be. And I really do hate the word 
uh, uh, Christian. I really hate that. Um, so I, I, I try not to use that word because it, it's so tainted. But um, true biblical perspective, the, 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 the truth of the word, and, and, and just becoming the women that God desires for us to be. So these are the things that we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about it in truth. Um, it's not going to be sugar-coated. Uh, you know, you might just say, oh, well, you can't talk like that. Well, why not? Because the truth is the truth. The word says the truth will make you free. So it's time now that some of us are being made free and learn what our our, our place is. Because a lot of times we as women, we don't know that. We don't know that. So these are the things that, that we will be discussing coming up. Yes, coming up. Oh my yeah, coming up. All right. Outstanding. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. And uh, when will we be debuting that song, that, that show for you? That song, like you going to sing. Who's going to be debuting the show? Uh, no, I'm not singing anything. You know, both you and I, remember, are both the band from singing. You, you must realize that. So <laughs> the show is, is scheduled um, to debut on um, November 21st, which is like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. November 21st at 8 o'clock p.m. Central time, or east, yeah, Central time or Eastern time, Eastern. Um, that's up to you. It, I mean, okay. it's 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 Central time. It's Central time because it'll be, yeah. No, am I hour ahead of you? Yeah, it's Eastern. Eastern. It yeah, it's Eastern time. Eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, Eastern time. Yes. Yeah, Eastern time. It's okay. like Eastern time. <laughs> All right, we gonna make it happen. All right, thank you, ma'am. As always, much love. Talk shortly. All right, y'all. Another, 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 another great, 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 great show. Great show. I tell you, that day go Joe be putting it out there, don't he? I know. I know. Perry Steele, what's going on? <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, Perry. Uh, Joe told me about that issue, but you couldn't hear it. So we're going we're gonna to see if we can do something about that, all right? But thanks for stopping by. It's good to see you. All right, y'all. Hey, we're going to get up out of here. It's been fun. Just remember, tomorrow is November 6th, midterm election time. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, like I always say, I don't care who you vote for. I really don't. That's your choice. But what I do want you to do is really pay attention to who you vote for, okay? It doesn't matter whether it's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, uh, Blue Collar, uh, Dope Smoking. I don't care. That's your choice. But make sure you know who you're voting for, okay? Don't just fall, keep falling into the, the, the regular rut of Republican, Democrat, and all that crap because it's just a farce. That's all it is. It's just a farce, all right? Stop making them earn your vote and stop just giving it to them. Make sure you make that happen. All right, so that's going to be it. We're going to try and bring you another show here Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Uh, we're going to try, okay, depending on what the VA has to do with it. But until then, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart. 
but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby, because he laughs at yourself. Everything else is just gravy. All right? So that's going to do it for me. I'm going to take you out of here with some India RE. I am not my hair. Hey. Because some of y'all got some bad hair, so I'm glad you're not your hair, okay? But anyway, until Friday, man, y'all have a good one. Mr. Talking P. Raw says, see ya. Is that India? What happened to her hair? Well, if I want to shave it close, so I want to rock a lock, that'll make a bit away from the soul that I got. Little girl with the pressing curl. AJ, I got a Jerry curl. 13 and I got a relaxer. I was a source of so much laughter. 15 when it all broke off. 18 and I went on natural. February 2002, I went on and did what I had to do. Because it was time to change my life. To become the woman that I am inside. 97 dreadlocks all gone. I looked in the mirror for the first time and saw that hey. Singing out to the whole wide world like hey.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.